African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. This is African Dialogue. You're listening to us right here on the frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa on DSTV on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And if you're listening to us online, we're on www.channelafrica.co.za. Thank you for joining us here on African Dialogue, where we look at the big stories. Let's look at today's focus, and we're looking at South African politics, a story that uh, week in and week out seems to be growing. We couldn't further ignore it, even from an African context, because sometimes we shy away from more provincial and national stories and look at stories that are more appealing to a greater large um, extent on the African continent, but today the story seems to be coming very, very big in the South African context. So we'll give it to you in terms of what's happening in this regard, because it's really focused on national governance versus provincial governance. Uh, South Africa's President Cyril Ramaphosa has called for the national government to take over the northwest province of the country. This comes after there were political uh, or rather uh, more even socio-political clashes then political over service uh, delivery and there was a real cry for political leadership in the province. This uh, was also a cry against uh, the leadership of Northwest Premier uh, Supra Mahumapelo um, and uh, this uh, prompted President uh, Ramaphosa for the first time uh, to apply uh, section 100 of subsection 1 of the constitution that says the province will be controlled and run by the national government. And uh, this is after uh, accusations of uh, the Premier. There were links of maladministration and also corruption. And it is expected that the Premier is not going to take this uh, uh, lying down. And uh, the task team that is working on the province is led by former AU uh, Commission chairperson and current uh, minister in the presidency, Dr. Nkosazana Lamini Zuma. To help us unpack this, we have on the line uh, Levindo, political analyst, Gary van Staden, also joining us as a political analyst, Professor Dirk Kutzer, also is on the line with us. Let me start with you, Gary, in terms of uh, just contextualizing this conversation. I tried to in that particular intro, but for our African listeners, uh, they would not know that there were intense protests in parts of the Northwest where citizenry were opposing the, the Premier's position, citing issues of lack of service delivery and angry about the claims of corruption and maladministration administration against the man. Can you please give us a backdrop to our listeners outside of South Africa to understand the context of the conversation we're having today? Yeah, sure. Actually, well, good morning to everyone, and hello, Dirk. How are you doing, that? And um, uh, we will, uh, yeah, sure. I think that, you know, for, for, for people outside of the country, it's very difficult for them to kind of grasp what uh, what is going on there. But essentially, I think what it is, is that over the past couple of years, there's been a view, <coughs> excuse me, that the administration of the Northwest has been almost entirely focused on, on self-enrichment. 
uh, and uh, and uh, corruption levels have been fairly high. Service delivery has suffered, etc. So I think you know to 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 give a very brief and very tight context to this, it is that the, the, there is a, a great deal of resistance and unhappiness amongst the, the the people of the Northwest province over the way the province has been run, the lack of service delivery, and the fact that uh, the leadership doesn't seem to be in any way interested in what in, in their views, what they want, and what they expect. So um, they then took on, they then opted for the only what they believed to be the only viable option and that was to go onto into the streets and to protest against uh, against the entire administration demand it step down uh, and be replaced by one that was more in tune with uh, what the residents of the of the of the province wanted well, it seems deeper than that also, Professor Dick could see it, because there is that socio-political and service delivery aspect of things, but there's also the more political backdrop to this story. Yes, that is, uh, I, I think, part of the explanation, and that is that um, the, the Premier of the Northwest Province has been one of the main supporters of the, the opponent um, in the presidential election of President Cyril Ramaphosa, and that is Dr. Lamini Zuma. Um, ironically, she is now the minister hmm. responsible so. to lead the uh, interministerial tasking that to a large extent has to take over the administration of this, this province. I think the, the, the political um, narrative, in a sense, that or, or subtext that is being referred to here is the fact that there is some accusations that um, because the, the Premier Sukhoi Mahoma Pelo was regarded as such a strong supporter of Dr. Lamini Zuma and the fact that she lost uh, the presidential election is now seen as a way of a, a, almost a purge or a witch hunt against the opponents of President Ramaphosa. The other two uh, premiers who were in the same position, uh, the one from Mpumalanga, he became the deputy president of the ANC, and the other president, uh, the other premier from the Free State province became the secretary general of the ANC. So the, the, the premier of the Northwest is the only one who is not being accommodated in a senior position in government, uh, in, in the ANC. Um, and at the same time is seen as, as a possible contender for, or, or not contender, but as, 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 a, as a person who can mobilize still support at, at uh, provincial level. Um, and therefore the argument is, is that President Ramaphosa wants to consolidate all the provinces under his guidance or his leadership, um, and therefore there's no place for him left in this. Um, there's also an argument to say that from within the province there's some unhappiness for the fact that that the, the leadership provided by the Premier led them to a political position where they are in the political wilderness to a large extent because no one from the northwest province has have been uh, elected into a senior position in the ANC at the December conference. Um, and therefore, if you want to reduce the argument to one point to say he actually has chosen the wrong contender or the wrong candidate, and now the, the, the province is suffering from that. So there are different arguments or different uh, uh, su subtexts that really explain what is happening there. And I don't think, therefore, one can look at it only from a point of view of of bad management, bad government, or bad service delivery in the province, but it is also in the broader context of the the political developments over the last three, four months.
Well, let me come into uh, bringing you into the conversation, Mr. Levindo, in terms of uh, broadening the context as well, because a lot has been happening since the beginning of this year. And uh, this whole uh, focus on uh, the premier also started when we saw him being linked to the Frieda dairy farm as well. And a lot of people don't understand that story, which was also linked to uh, the, the Gupta family as well. So uh, there's also other uh, corruption issues that have been linked to uh, the premier of the Northwest. Well, indeed. Um, good morning to you and good morning to my colleagues. Uh, for me, you know, there are a lot of issues that have been going on pre- and post-Nazrek that are directly linked to, to Mr. Maumapilu as a politician and as the premier of the Northwest province. You will recall that before Nazrek, there was a huge possibility that a number of branches might not be able to attend Nazrek because the leadership of the ANC in the, in, in the Northwest province wanted to prevent those branches from attending NASREC because they were not in support of the candidate that the leadership in the province wanted. That is number one. Number two, you have a number of utterances that the Premier himself made before NASREC and making a lot of threats towards those that were seen not to be supportive or uh, supportive of his, of his own candidate, and that was on Kosa Zanazuma. And in the main, uh, most of the people that the Premier and his team targeted were mainly business people that were threatened that if Nkosa Zanazuma does not make it, then they are no longer going to get businesses. And these are the utterances that would be made in informal and informal meetings. And there is sufficient proof to that. But also, for me, what you need to look at is as to whether Premier Mahoma Pilu now, as the chairperson of the ANC mm. and the Premier of the Northwest Province, still have sufficient support on the ground. Mm. Because if you look at all these things, you have members of the ANC and members of the, of the alliance who are pushing very hard to ensure that Premier Maumapilu gets out of office. And for me, it is about his character as a leader and how he conducted himself. I think in his pursuit to ensure that the Nazarite has to produce certain results, he was actually making a lot of enemies in the process. Mm. But for me, when you move into the administration, when the entire province is put under administration, it questions a lot about the leadership of Supremo Mapilu. Firstly, it's about lack of confidence in the leadership uh, of the province. Number two, it's an indication that there are a lot of things that were not done properly, which will then constitute maladministration and corruption. And obviously, if you have all these things put together, then you would uh, 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 then convince yourself that indeed there is something wrong mm. happening in the province. But lastly, mm. there are certain issues that happen be, be, be behind closed doors. 
there was a delegation of the National Executive Committee to the Northwest Province, which went back and reported to Lutuli House. And at the same time, there was an interministerial team that went to, to the North, Northwest, and this one was dealing with government issues. And obviously, when the executive had to take a decision to put the province under administration, there are a lot of issues that they look at, and one would say things don't seem to be going right mm. in, the in the Northwest province. Well, there's the voice there of Levin Doe. We also have Professor Dirk Kutsia and Gary von Staden trying to break down the province's um, disillusionment in governance issues uh, when it comes to what's happening there in the Northwest province. We know that South Africa's President Cyril Ramaphosa has called for the national government to take over uh, for the Northwest province. And already, as highlighted there by both Professor Dirk Kutsia and Levin Doe, the fact that the minister in the the president, Sinkosazana Tlamini Zuma, will announce today details of the takeover of the troubled Northwest by the national government. We'll deal with that and also uh, that particular issue that was highlighted by one of our guests stating the fact that uh, uh, Supra uh, Mahomapelo was very much central in lobbying for Nkosazana uh, in the elective conference last year as a pro-Zuma stance. And uh, is she the right person for uh, this uh, uh, task team, uh, does that create more complications in that regard? Should we be wary of uh, her leadership within that task team? Does it show contradictions? We'll deal with those questions after this. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605 1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 605-47-1711. Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, where we give you stories from the African perspective, Africans themselves narrating their own story. Uh, today, we're looking at the focus of a man who has been really broiled in a lot of controversies in the last year, which is the Northwest Premier of South Africa, Supra Muhammad Pelu, who is also a big leader within the context of the ruling party, the African National Congress, since He's also a chair of the Northwest uh, Provincial uh, uh, Leadership there. And I want to bring it to you, Gary van Staden, because a lot of facts have come forward and analysis from both Levindor and Professor Dick Kutsia after you gave us the context of what's happening. Before we let you go, the Minister and the President, Nkosazana Lamini Zuma, uh, today is expected to give us details of the takeover of the troubled Northwest by the national government. Do we know how this process could unfold? What does the constitutional say uh, around government takeovers of a province? Uh, <clears throat> well, the constitution is, is quite specific on, on, on how that should happen. I think just uh, to catch up on a couple of general points, I think Prof Dirk is absolutely right that um, a, a, a significant underlay of all of the issues in the Northwest province is the fact that Supra was a, a, a Zuma supporter 
and that he campaigned for NDZ to take over the, the, the party in December. Uh, and that, uh, that, that, that did not work. And I think it's very significant now uh, that uh, Cyril Ramaphosa feels that strong enough to send her back to take down the man who once supported her. You know, so I think it. I think that that, that, that is quite interesting. I think it t- gives us some idea that uh, Ramaphosa is not quite as weak as we as perhaps we thought he might be in respect of this issue. I also think that a lot of the a lot of the problem in Northwest Province and a lot of the resistance now to uh, to what uh, the national government is attempting to do there. A lot of that resistance, I don't think, is too deeply related to um, support for President Zuma or the fact that he was a, a President Zuma supporter or he wanted NDZ. I think it's about patronage. I think that there's people who think we're going to lose a lot of money here if, uh, if, if this Premier is removed. And I think that we mustn't underestimate uh, the extent, that the, the point to which that, that drives things. In respect of directly answering the question, um, I think that the Constitution is quite clear. It says that when you have a situation in a province that is uh, technically ungovernable and they're not able to deliver, there are uh, widespread opposition to the thing and the people refuse to step down, um, that um, what will happen is that the national government will simply step in and it will run those budgets and it will run those, those, those departments and it will put... Uh, uh, some people there that will oversee the process are not going to take away all of the all of the, 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 the bureaucrats in the northwest and replace them with people from national government. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. What they will do is they'll send in a task team. This task team will be there to supervise that these departments function properly, uh, and not uh, not for the personal enrichment of some of the uh, of some of the ANC members there. So well, I, that's, think, I, think, sure. I think she's a good choice, and I mm. think she will do a good job. I don't think we need sure. to be worrying about okay. is she going to do a good job or not. I think she'll do a great job. I'm told that we have to let you go now, Gary, but thank you for uh, giving us your analysis. We'll continue with uh, Mr. Levindo and Professor Dick Kutsia on that particular note, especially the question around uh, uh, the minister and the president, Sinkosa Zamini Zuma. Coming to you, Professor, I want to look at that particular uh, issue of the contradictions. What do you make of them? Do you agree with uh, Gary, the fact that it's not uh, problematic to have Nkosa Zana Zamini Zuma as the leader of uh, that uh, task team? Uh, and uh, why isn't it problematic? Because we did see a huge alliance with uh, Mohamed Belu during the elective conference and still Mohamed Belu continues uh, to have uh, a pro-Zuma stance. Uh, it is uh, alleged the fact that he is uh, also conspiring against the current president of the ANC and the country, Cyril Ramaphosa. Yes. Uh, well, on, on the surface of it, it looks like there, there can be a contradiction between, based on the, the factions that existed before the national conference. I think what has happened since the national conference is that Dr. Lamini Zuma has been become a very effective minister of, of planning, monitoring and evaluation. Um, in the office of the president. Um, she has taken her role as minister very seriously. Persons I've met personally, personally who work with her says that she's hugely effective in it. She, she understands the, 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 the problems and the challenges of this position, which is a sort of an overarching role that she has to play within the public sector and to coordinate and to look at the performance of state departments individually as well as collectively 
and as as well as in the cluster. And in I, I think from that point of view, she's very well placed in order to to lead an interministerial task team. And this task team consists of ten uh, ministers, which is the biggest task team of any uh, of this type of intervention in uh, in a province. In the past, there were four other provinces that went through a similar process, but not to the extent as as this one. So I think from that point of view, she is not going to be on her own. There's going to be very strong ministers in this task team, like the Minister of Health, the Minister of Finance, the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Dr. Zwilem Kize, who was also a presidential candidate, and the Minister of Public Works, and uh, the Minister of Police and the Minister of State Security and the Minister of Justice and Correctional Services. So it's a very wide-ranging um, uh, task team that, uh, that uh, the President has set up for this process. Um, it also should indicate to what extent um, it is going to affect the different province, uh, departments within the province. Um, and I think what, what therefore is, is important is that this, this task team has to report, obviously, to Cabinet, so they don't have the final say in all the decisions that are made. Um, I think that the other point to take into account um, with respect to the position of the Premier is the widespread demonstrations that happened in the past two, three weeks, uh, which is different than, than what we have seen in some of these other provinces where the, the national government also intervened, like in the Eastern Cape to deal with the educational situation, or in Gauteng with health in the past, or Limpopo province in 2011, in, in, in five departments. Because in this case, it appears as if there's, there's more public discontent, a, a public resistance against the, the Premier. Um, I think from President Ramaphosa's point of view, he will be able to argue that it's not only me who took a political decision about the performance of the Premier, mm. but it is actually something which we can see on the streets and in the townships mm. and in the in the towns that there's public discontent. There's public the public is upset about the performance of the government, and therefore that justifies it from a public sort of legitimization point of view that something that this type of interven- mm. intervention mm. has to be made. Mm. And I think that's, that's therefore, Dr. Lamini Zuma, it's in a sense ironic that she leads the process, but I don't think it is in her hands to deal with everything and to make the final decisions. Mm-hmm. Let me come to you, Levendor. Do you agree with uh, uh, the strong stance taken by both Gary and Professor Dekutia in terms of uh, uh, the position that Nkosa Zanatlamini Zuma is put in right now and her effectiveness in this position? Look, um, uh, Dr. Zuma has no choice. Um, Zuma is appointed by President Ramaphosa to be the minister in his office. And the most important position that is given to Ramaphosa, to, to, to Nkosa Zanazuma rather, is that of monitoring and evaluation. And what Nkosa Zanazuma has to do is to go and monitor the activities of governance in the Northwest Province. The Northwest Province has been on fire. People in the Northwest Province couldn't access health facilities because of poor and maladministration in that province. Obviously, you need a responsible central government 
to intervene in such cases. People couldn't go, uh, businesses couldn't run properly. Now, the biggest challenge that we face here is not whether there is Supra Pilu or there is Sukosa Zamazuma. The challenge we face is that we still have people who still behave as if Nazrek has not uh, come to pass. Nazrek came in December last year and Nazrek has passed. And those, especially those in leadership positions, who took the message of the ANC at the conference about unity, should not be the ones behaving in a manner that does not show unity, which is the case with the Northwest province. But I want to take a shift a little bit to the ANC in the province. Sure. That when Supra Mahumapilu himself indicates that he wants to resign, you get the leadership of the province that says you are not going to resign, and we all know the reasons why. The reasons will be that they are focusing on their personal careers and they might have been involved in corrupt activities. But the point is that Supra Mahumapilu is deployed by the ANC to be the premier of, of that province and he must actually listen to what the ANC does. But one area that we need to emphasize on is that the people of the Northwest province have actually shown their interest, and we actually know where they stand. The people of the Northwest province in general are saying that they no longer want Premier Supra Mahumapilu as the leader of the government. And obviously, that is the case that we actually have to look at. Well, you also at the same time, mm. the ahead. biggest possibility is that Supra will still be able, might still be, be able to develop strategies to fight back because this is actually his life and he has been a politician for a very, very long time. You're opening a can of worms there, Mr. Levindo, because we already know that the Premier, Supra Mohamed Belu, took a leave of absence instead and uh, appointed his uh, loyalist, uh, Wendy Nelson, uh, to act as Premier currently. And also, there is uh, going to be an interdict, I think sometime this week, that actually stands against that uh, particular stance. And already, union bodies in the province say that this was illegal for him to take a leave of absence. What also adds more of a confusion is the fact that uh, if the ANC is going to to actually uh, create a space where they do take over the um, the province uh, from a government s- a space, why haven't they recalled uh, the Premier already? Well, I think that's one other area that we need to look at. Um, the ANC, after Nasrek, has put an emphasis on unity. And... Cyril Ramaphosa knows those who supported him and those who supported Kosa Zanazuma. And as a leader, he had to ensure that the unity project had to become successful. But unfortunately, you still have individuals who still go out very openly to show disrespect to the current leadership and also have the same tendencies as if Nazrek is still going to come. And this is an unfortunate part that we see on people like Supra Maumapil. But the biggest question is, does the Premier of the Northwest Province 
have sufficient ground to stand on in the province in terms of support and in terms of him being able to be beyond all the the, the lack, the maladministration, corruption, and the lack of confidence by the Mm -hmm. public and the national government. Because that is the corner where the Premier is actually standing. Mm. I agree that he has support in the PEC, Mm. but the question would be, is this support in the PEC going to sustain him as a polit- as a leader of the Northwest Province sure. for a long period of time? I don't think so. Let's and I think it is time for Mauma mm. himself to do himself a favor and say, as a leader, if people say it's time to move out, maybe I should actually do the right thing. Let me take it to you, Professor Dekutse. What's your thoughts there, especially on the fact that some say it's a disingenuous of uh, um, the government in itself not to just recall um, the the Premier and just get things over and done with and move on? I think the complication that does, does exist, and we saw it also with the procedure that was followed with uh, President Zuma in order for, for him in the end to resign, is that is the distinction between government and political party. The, mm. the ANC can recall a person in terms of its position within the ANC. Uh, they can recall in terms of their own constitution, public representatives also. But what is different with, for example, premiers of, or mayors, and we even see it now with the Democratic Alliance who is struggling to remove uh, Alan, uh, uh, Patricia Delal, mm, yeah as the mayor of Cape Town, is that if someone has been elected in a public position like a premier or a mayor, then it is actually only that body. That means either the local government, uh, local council, or the provincial legislature who can remove that person. Um, So a recall normally says, well, we as a political party has lost faith and trust in you, but still you have to resign, you know. So they cannot remove that person from the elected position. And that's the complication of our com- of our constitutional system in general, is that a political party cannot remove a person in a public position. It, it still has to be done either through a resignation or through a motion of no confidence. Um, and none of them have, have happened so far in the case of the Premier. I, I think what, what we are seeing now is, is that President Ramaphosa is using a different approach is on the one hand allowing the, the public discontent to be demonstrated in public um, so that he can have then an argument to say, but it's not my decision. It's actually the public who demonstrated to us that they've lost faith and and, uh, um, and uh, the Premier has lost credibility in public. Um, and, and then at the same time, then based on that, we also have now to move in as the national government in order to take over the functions um, of most of the, the departments in the province. So it means that from a governance point of view, it does not, he's not able anymore to produce the results to, to govern effectively. And then politically speaking, at the end, then the National Executive Committee most possibly will take then a final decision. I think that, that the, the, the logic that is here is that Ramaphosa is, was or is still uncertain of whether he will have sufficient support in the National Executive Committee, but with all these arguments, he can build quite a strong case to say, well, there is no other option uh, for us as the ANC in order to recall the, the Premier. Um, and I think that, that is most possibly the approach that he is going to follow.
Well, uh, let's wrap it up, gents. And uh, I think the best way I would say, do we see any fruition from uh, the undertakings right now? Uh, do we think there's going to be progress? I mean, this is uh, five months in uh, the disputes that we've seen since the beginning of the year in January. Let me start with you, Professor Kutsi, and then I'll end it with you, Mr. Levindo. I think the ANC's biggest headache and that of the new leadership and of the pre- President Ramaphosa is the other provinces. Um, over and above the Northwest province, there's also the province of KwaZulu-Natal, where the provincial executive of the ANC has been dissolved. The same in the case of the province of, of, of the Free State. There were similar problems in the uh, Eastern Cape with the election of their new leadership last year. So the, the main challenge for the, for the new uh, ANC leadership is how to to develop more stability at the provincial level for the ANC as organization, but also for the government. Then at a slightly lower level is, is how to, to improve the quality of governance at local government level. Because with the coming election next year, around about May, I guess, um, the ANC will be judged in terms of two criteria. The first one is what is their performance with respect to, to the economy in general and specifically job creation, but the, the growth of the economy. And secondly, the quality of governance at local government level. And I think especially the second one at this stage is something which is still lacking and it is therefore for the provinces in order because they have a direct responsibility to local government to be able to be stabilized so that there's, there's better um, service delivery mm. at local government level in the end. Mr. Levindo, your thoughts? Indeed. Um, for me, you have a situation where, in terms of governance, uh, there is generally a hope amongst all South Africans that post-Zuma uh, uh, era, you've got President Ramaphosa, who is generally accepted by uh, uh, all South Africans, and and a lot of people now have hope uh, that things are going the right way. But at the same time, the the leadership of Ramaphosa in the ANC also has to focus on the troubled provinces that are still deep-rooted in factionalism, that have got issues that relate to corruption and maladministration, and that is another area that they had to focus on. But I like the strategy that um, President Ramaphosa uses. He would send a team to go and do the work, and they come and report to him for decision-making. He did that with the ANC, uh, 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 at an ANC level in the Northwest province. He did that at a governance level as well. And it is up to, to him as the leader to take decisions based on what he actually gets from the different teams mm-hmm. that has actually sent to the troubled areas. Well, thank you to both our guests and experts on the line for giving us their time. Thank you to Levin Doe joining us on the line and Professor Dirk Kutsia, who've been our political observers and analysts uh, uh, on this particular issue. Thank you both for giving us your time once again here on African Dialogue. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
Well, that's how we wrap it up. Remember, you can uh, keep uh, interacting with us. Give us your thoughts. What do you think of this story? It's very not really unique to South Africa, especially when you see the aspects of people power demonstrations actually gearing the governments uh, under pressure. What are your thoughts around the African stories that are almost geared uh, to the same momentum when we see uh, protests uh, actually putting pressure on African governments? Give us your thoughts. Our WhatsApp number is on plus. Plus two seven seven six three double zero double three two seven. That's plus two seven seven six three double zero double three two seven. Or you can give us your thoughts on our uh, email, and you can email us at info at channelafrica.org. 